This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another edition of the Bandwagon Podcast and today is one of my favourite kind of episodes. It's where I get to kind of sound off but I do it with somebody else who uh, who's the regular guest on the on the jump off. He is the one and the only Prash. Welcome Prash. What up, what up, hello, how are you? Firstly, can I just say that's possibly the best hat we've ever had. <laughs> you know what, my missus doesn't like it but... I'm plowing forward with it, irrespective of her opinion. So, when you when you buy a hat like that, talk through me, talk to me through the process. <laughs> uh, well, it's I don't know if it's trying to reclaim your youth or trying to find shades other than black to wear somewhere in between winter aesthetic. So many you know things going into a decision like that, and then you know you have to find the right way for it to sit on your head. Is it all the way down? Is it all the way back? So I tested this before I joined you on the chat. I'm I'm okay with the positioning. It no, may can... several times during during the chat, people may notice it. Go you know me. what is I can't I get jealous of people who wear hats because I can't wear hats. I, I've never been much of a hat wearer, to be honest. I like doing up the barnet. This is the main reason for this is just I didn't do my hair and uh the other look is very IT support worker <laughs> G status. So I thought let me not play to the stereotype, let me try and look, you know, a little a little uh happening. But I don't know if it's working for me. Let's see. No, it's all, I, I had to, I had to invest quite heavily in hats when um, I went to Iceland over yeah, Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, so I didn't really care from there, but it just needed to be a good. It had to be a decent brand. So I got like a North, I got a North Face one, right? Oh, okay. So I put it on, and it you know something it meant fuck all when I was there. I had to get. I ended up buying a mole skin balaclava. Oh wow! Because we went to this one place. It's called like the golden circle, isn't it? It's nothing uh-huh. like it's not like your fifty sh- shades of summer. Like, yeah, this is a genuine kind of tall place, yeah. Okay. And it was minus twenty-four degrees there. Right. Like it was so bad that you know, as the um your breath was coming out, it was it was frozen. Right. Like, and uh, like my nose was like so I looked into the the head kind of attire very like very carefully at that point so i'm pretty skilled on it now and that's why i pointed it out straight away Prash. yeah see yeah i haven't known any balaclavas before contrary to popular belief of what london is apparently meant to be run by gangs these days or whatever it is but it is isn't it no no it's, i think i don't know if birmingham's worse than london you you know better we, we have no crime oh yeah same same, same. yeah that's it Super Prash, I, ain't, I ain't seen we haven't spoken in ages we've spoken on the phone a few times but like we did record a podcast we did record the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah however there was a couple, yeah there was a couple of things on there where 
you know how you fact check things yeah we had to it was almost guaranteed a fact check that something was going to happen and we had yeah, and it was yeah. being announced and then it's gone quiet on that side so it has yeah i mean you know it's, this is a game that we play there's lots there's always irons in the fire things that can happen and then you never know what uh can go wrong at the last minute but uh we move on you know we just got so what you be, so basically before we get into kind of uh, some core topics yeah what 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 have yeah. you been up to yeah, we've just been busy, man. Yeah, busy with gigs, uh, busy with life, you know. Um, not much, not much else, you know. It's the, the grind keeps going on. As you know, you always see on socials, I'm jumping left, right, centre and always busy with things. Uh, at the moment, working on, we're doing a, a weekend in Amsterdam in summer, in July. A weekend so that, in uh, Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing a full uh, Thursday to Sunday programme. Uh, we have a, a, a big brand uh, every summer that we do called Summer Jam, which is kind of a, like one of our premier events. So we're doing it in Holland this year in Amsterdam uh, on Saturday, the 1st of July. Uh, and yeah, we'll be doing a brunch during the day on that day. We've got a boat party on the Friday. We've got a, a coffee house, a coffee shop takeover on the Sunday. So we're doing a real diverse events yeah for those that want to for those that just love coffee they can just come down too but um yeah we'll, we'll have a lot going so on what, like, what what kind of music is that is that like like Desi. Desi music and yeah, stuff? yeah 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 how do i not know about this huh? have you have you advertised it anyway yet? no 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 we've got paid set up and stuff but we haven't gone full whack with it yet just because uh we were just tying up a few loose ends but it's all like the main events already signed off the brunch already signed off uh just setting up everything up but the proper announcements in a couple of days on sunday and then yeah that's it we made an announcement actually on our 16th birthday at ministry with a big recorded thing but we've kept it a little bit quiet just uh as we had to tie up some bits but yeah it's it's all done so Is yeah. it like my flex like i'm um... Anyone can come. It's going to be open to all. It's not just student only. Uh, Holland's actually got a pretty, like, it's a new but uh, decent scene already. Um, we know some guys that are local to there. Some of them have been coming to our events for years. So we've teamed up with one of them to do the main event on the actual Saturday itself. But we'll also have our own sort of events circling around it because we do have people that come from all over Europe for our events like Austria, uh, Germany, Spain, etc. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll... Um, do that but we'll have our own events running concurrently as well but a, co a, a collaborative event on the saturday night which is a big one that's like 1200 cap decent size big venue and we're going to try and take we're aiming to we're, we're we're expecting to take four to six hundred people at least from london alone uh or the uk rather and then we'll have people coming from traveling from all over and plus local people so yeah you know i've never been amsterdam have you not no, nah. interesting. interesting place yeah, yeah i've heard the stories but i think i might have to uh, i might have to... huh what stories have you heard? Huh? huh? I don't know, man. What's the stories? Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. You know I've what? seen videos. If you... <laughs> what? <laughs> How do I put this uh, gently? Um, whatever you're into is available there. Yeah. Put it that way. So, and if, you, if you're not, it's a great city. There's loads of amazing places to eat, as you can imagine, for people that like to smoke they need something to eat straight after right so you can imagine the dessert parlors are crazy there the sweet shops are crazy there all the snacking is on another level there uh i we i went with my boys in in uh in last summer and we just took a boat out on the on the river and they let you do that a bit worryingly there's no license or training needed to let you take a boat out onto the river and you can follow a river route uh you can you know eat so is that so are you call it and i don't want copyright in this are you calling it the the munch brunch no, 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 no. It's just going to be our regular brands, but oh. in Amsterdam. So, yeah, because I think that's sick. 
but the that one is really cool. We've got like a, a, you know, remember we did Box Park that venue and yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got that their version of Box Park in Amsterdam for our brunch. It's about 700, 800, quite, quite a big place, many different food outlets, and they've got a club space. And so we'll do an afternoon brunch there. And is then, there any artists you can share? Is this, any, is the, this will come out next week. Uh, or should no, we play I that? Or no, no, we no, not? I can't, I can't, I can't. I, we're tying it in with a, a European tour that we're going to do as well. But um, that's okay. what we agreed, but I don't, I, you know, I'm not oh, going to say anything we, anymore. Yeah, no, we we talk about that when it's... No, uh, we've learned our lesson. We've learned our lesson. <laughs> when the poster's done and out and on sale, we'll chat about it then. Do you know, the, the other thing is about Prash is like, mm. I'm borderline celebrity now. I know, man. I've been keeping up. I've been keeping up. I am. I th- I'm at the point where I think in yeah, no, a recognition now when you're out about like that. I can I can actually like sack this off now. I've achieved the oh, dream. Really? Wow, Jazzy B was oh, achieved. Oh yeah, that's true. I was going to ask you about that. How was the experience? I watched the whole thing. Um, I I know you just put up Zeus. I haven't had a chance into it. One of my favorite. Yeah. people. Just like brother. I think you know. What? I'll Should be I honest. Opinion? Go on then. I think you were quite starstruck. And, you know, I've been hearing about this prep that you've been chatting to me about for a long time now. The board, blah, 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 all of this stuff. You And I feel like you didn't even ask half of what you wanted to ask him, which is natural, right? Because when you're speaking to someone and having an interview, having a conversation necessarily, they will go off and you want to let them, you know, be comfortable and use that space to express themselves. And sometimes you're not going to be able to touch on all the topics you really want to. But I could sense that there could be a part two because I feel like there was yeah. a lot left off. So I'll, 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 I'll let you in on, I'll let everyone in on the, the kind of bits on it. So I'd been trying to work on it from various part, uh, various different angles in it. And, um, oh, oh, you're back. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, I was working on it from various di- different angles and I actually thought that it was never going to happen. Yeah. So I'd all, I'd, I'd done the prep for it ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd kind of forgotten about it, to be honest. And then um, it it really moved really quickly. And what I was conscious was just that I was uh, he, he had a, a show coming up, so I had limited time. Yeah. Um, and plus, I had loads of different movie parts because I had like Josh, um, my son was, he wanted to come in as well. So I was kind of managing and balancing quite a few things. And there were different few different angles. Um, I mean, he 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 kind of messaged me after, and he was saying like he'd never been asked some of those questions, which is what I always wanted. That's what you want, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and also, I I was I was trying to be respectful as well at this at the same time. But yeah, there is there will be a, a part two. Um, yeah. and uh, I mean, he he followed me, man. He followed me back on Instagram. Follow me back on Instagram. And on bandwagon as well. So I was like, I was so chuffed with it. I was really happy with it. And the feedback that I got, you know, the feedback that I got, it was some of the nicest feedback that I had, which was there were people were genuinely messaging saying, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I, know I, that. I remember. I, 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 as soon as I saw it, I was like, yo, that's yeah, it. Yeah, you know, um, so mission complete. Complete, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'd just done the Zeus one. And um, now everyone's... Um, Everyone like the messages that come coming back was that it was a great listen because like Zeus didn't hold back on anything and like he's so genuine in terms of and he's very he yeah. not in an arrogant way but you know when somebody is actually they believe in themselves their skills oh, like know the industry I've, I've been really lucky to get to know him over the years and he's like one of those people that I think 
like anyone, right? I'm. I don't know if it's my own insecurity, but like when I met him the first couple of times, I was like, I don't know if he really likes me because he's got that face as well. Like he's got this sort of like look that you're like, you know, you can't really face. About. Yeah, he's got this. No, but you know, it's like he doesn't give too much away. He's very. He's a very. He and he's also quite guarded naturally. So it's like I think you have to get take time to get to know him to to become part of his inner circle. And I wouldn't say that I'm part of his inner circle by any means, yeah. but he's been really gracious enough to invite me around his house many times and been able to spend a lot of personal time with him. And man, the guy is just, he's brilliant. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's so talented as hell. But like for what he's done, the humility that he has, he's just like, he's like a regular dude. And I think you only will see that when you really get to personally know him. And again, like you said with your interview, which I'm sure I like, I know knowing him, he gives a very unfiltered opinion and he doesn't think about what other people are going to think about his answers. He'll just say it as it is because I think he's so comfortable in the position he's in, not taking yeah. it for granted because he's still grafting as hard as he was when he first came out, but he's just in the position where he's like, I recognize my talent. I recognize my value and I'm not going to diminish that for anyone. And like, I will speak as I believe because I'm so confident in my beliefs. Yeah, I mean, he's coming up to nearly like 25 years in the industry. I mean, Gangara is 20 years old this year, so which is mad, isn't it? But like, I think because it was, it was, I've met him on and off um, when I used to do a bit of radio, radio work, um, yeah. Radio XL. And then when I, as I was chatting to him, he was warming up first. And then like, then he was just, then he was, it was, it was mad. But then like, you always get conscious, especially, you know, something, I'll be honest. And I said it in the podcast and you'll pick it up. I was more nervous in that interview. Okay. Because I had it like I've I slowed down a little bit after I'd, I'd, I'd done it. I lost a little bit of motivation. And then there was a couple of kind of guests that I um, I had on that were kind of promised to come on. And I just got messed about a little bit. And I thought, I, I was out of touch. I'm out of sync. Sympathize with you. You know, you know when you, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know when you get, the, you lose the rhythm in it. And I lost the rhythm of trying. Lost to... my rhythm. I've literally just been having that period, and I'm I'm over it now. That's why I got with Zamstam thing because we had a couple of things that just didn't go to plan, and it and it happens, and you have to just find your mojo, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, man. It, 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 what, what I'm saying is, is like my 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 mountain wasn't very high. It's, I'm still doing it out of kind of job, but I'm at this point now where I, I might have to take this a little a little bit more serious and stuff, and that because yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and then. I, you know, trying to find the next, uh, try and find the next sort of challenge and the next person to get to, and all these kind of things, is, is is a bit. How do you keep yourself motivated? It, it's all got to come from you, really. Um, you know, I have good, I have a really good uh, support network around me. I have good people. I have a great team. But ultimately, I've always found that if I am, if I'm not pushing my, I, it, it goes with my business as well as myself. But it's like. If I'm not pushing, if I'm not the driving force, it's not going to get done. And it's very hard. Yeah, but you have to accept some things as a result, which is that maybe some people are not going to perform to the standard you expect because you yourself expect such a high standard or certain things like that. And I've had to really come to terms with that and uh, change some of my behaviors in a way, my people management skills and things like that. And understanding that, you know, some people are limited in their belief, in their ability. Right. And I think. You've got to utilize people just like a, a football manager utilize, you know, has a has a team of eleven players or a squad of twenty five players. Utilize the best people for what they're good at, and it's putting the team together and making it perform overall, which gives you the results, right? So, same thing for me. Like I've probably been found things a lot harder previously because 
maybe you know one part of my team or certain part in my system isn't functioning to the expectation that I have and I'll take it out on that person rather than taking it out on myself which is the number one thing that's wrong to do because that's not managing everyone's personalities egos abilities etc so you yourself as a good manager need to understand everyone's limitations and build the team according to what your goal is so i think that for me is a constant motivation because it's challenging i've you know i i've had a, a a lot of the same staff for a long time now I've had to bring in some new team young kids like you know that are like 18 19 20 years old because I maybe can't speak directly to students in my student events, for example, because I'm old uh, or they don't want to speak to me, which is cool. And uh, it's understandable. And I have got colleagues in the industry that run these big companies that are older than me. And they have done the same thing where they, you know, at some point you have to accept, all right, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I know what the production look like or how this thing should run, but I don't need to be the face of it at the front front. Uh, I don't need to be at the front of the troops, you know, necessarily mm. you can put some soldiers out there that can be at the front of the battle and you can be at the back as a general and ma managing the battlefield. So mm. that's a constant motivation though, man. Like, because, you know, I, I, we, uh, especially in the events industry, it's new people every day, new companies every day, new, uh, someone will pop up and they're trying to rip off your branding or rip off what you do or imitate you in a certain way or whatever or exist in the space trying to be a version of you and you've got to be at the forefront you've got to set the bar you know you as a podcast right we have only got a few south asian uh podcasts out there really especially just male a male a one uh one guy and one guy speaking to each other for example right a yeah. lot that's seen a lot of like really great uh, all female panel podcasts and a mix of background stuff but I don't think there's any quite like yours and that in itself is a motivation because you're occupying a really uh you're occupying quite a a unique space and yeah there's a, a few new I know there's a few new podcasts that have started coming out recently but you've at least had the time to hone your interview craft now which is quite a hard thing to do and I feel like when I've watched your podcast recently you're getting into the swing of it now. Yeah. I finally found, and it can take some time. You can find, it yeah. I'm finding the subjects that matter or the questions that matter. But I think once you get into that, you'll find that comfortability and you've hit like some of the big names that you were thinking, wow, like if I get to this name, oh my God. So you've done a, like a, a Jazzy and a Zeus back to back. Like that's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And those people can come back to you and say, I really enjoyed the interview because they've done a shit ton of interviews, right? They can come back and say to you, I've had really good questions here that's an indicator of, okay, well, I'm getting it right from that sense of things. And that should give you confidence to up your game and move up in the profile of a guest that you have. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, uh, what you said about being the starstruck and that, I, I think if I didn't, I would have come across as fake. <laughs> in some yeah, way. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, like, but I think you're right. In um, I, I read a stat or somebody was telling me, I think he was sat, man, because he was operating in that in that space. He said something, it might have been him, apologies if it's not you, Sat, but it was um, uh, the average podcaster gives up around about after 70 episodes. So I've got, I got to, I've got to 80 now and I've just managed to like kind of get a swing of things. But it's like with anything like, Having that little, even a short break, I lost that. You, you lose. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's the rhythm. I remember saying to you, I was like, "It's about right now. We're in the age of content, and it's about productivity and constant content. And like, if you slip for even like one day on your content scheduling and things like that, the 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 the, the swing, the what's it called, the 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? The momentum, momentum yeah. gets lost. And yeah. once it's lost, it's very hard to recover it back. Yeah. So you have to constantly be on it, constantly paying attention uh, and and be ready for changes and last minute things like that. And, you know, like you said, for example, a guest lets you down. Even me, like the other day, you know, we meant to record two days ago. Something <laughs> comes up, something comes up with you the day before. And it's like, it can happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You've got to, but you've got to, it might feel a little, uh, a, I'm sure you feel a little like aggressive or you don't want to be like needy asking people sometimes to be like, like, oh, can you we know, that, that side yeah. of it. But you have to just get rid of that shit because it's so important to your content. And you know what? They may just appreciate, like someone like me, I appreciate a few nudges because I'm just constant. like, mate, my phone yeah. is two phones, one phone's for work and it's just uh-huh. mental. But that's the way it goes. And I sometimes I just need, I even say to some of my like staff, I'm like, nudge me. if you don't get a reply straight away, nudge me again, nudge me again. I'm not going to be offended by it. Yeah. Send me a few question marks. Eventually I will wake up to it and respond. It's just. Do, do you know what, I, do you know what it is? And I don't know whether you, I've got two issues or two problems. One is that a lot of my messages or when I've been conversing with people will go in the junk on Instagram, for example. Right. Okay. So don't, it never gets seen. So I, I only need... just got to understand this filtered message box and blah blah blah, and I yeah, still a lot of them don't. I just yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. So then, so so one gets one gets lost in there, and the other one is what you've just said about be- like you know not not coming across as the big kind of yeah. thing, and um, because if you come across too beggy, that's where you lose the power dynamics in that relationship, especially when you're trying to have that conversation, like. Ultimately, you're trying to provide a service to like showcase their life yeah, and yeah. what I'm giving a plug from there. How do you, you know, when you're putting something together, you've got an idea definitely who you need for this artist, blah, blah, blah. How do you kind of balance that then? How do you kind of avoid the the beg, so to speak? We don't have a beg, that's it. It's a it's a it's like a it's a bad character trait for I I think personally, like my partner always has a go at me about it. I just once I dig my heels in, I I it I have to dig myself out of that mindset. Mm. Only no one else can tell me. Like, oh, if if someone disrespects me or I feel that kind of way that someone's condescended or they haven't treated us with the respect that we feel like we've earned through our own hard work, then yeah, man, it takes a while to climb me down. I don't know. It's uh, mm. it's it's something I'm working on. I'm not a perfect uh, person myself. You know, I'm I, I I have a temper. I can react. You know, sometimes out of emotion, I'm a very emotional, hot-headed person. Uh, and, you know, I for, 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 for that reason alone, for example, I don't deal with the door at my events. I don't, uh, you know, I'm yeah. not customer-facing anymore. I used to be. Uh, and after a short time, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Because <laughs> no. I, I know, right? So I've got friendlier, nicer, more patient people at the door at my events that can handle that because I've just got a short fuse, you know. And in not in every situation, but particularly when it comes to work, I'm very black and white. I don't have that middle ground. So um, I think when it comes to artists, especially, and then you've got the egos and everything in top, it's really, really difficult. And, you know, between myself and my partner, we manage a lot of relationships between us. He's friendlier with some people that I'm not, and I'm friendly with some people that he's not. And it's it's like that, really, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a personal relationship with people. And, you know, some artists, for example, just feel more comfortable speaking to me than they would him because they know me. They've seen me since 2000 and six or whatever it is yeah. every year or every other year at gigs at this or that and they've got to know me as a character or a person and at those events for example like i don't know let's say like a punjabi mc right it's a personal relationship if he's at one of i, I literally wasn't he did a gig for me uh for holly on the 18th that just went and i wasn't there 
and I specifically remember I was at a wedding and I, I couldn't really leave the reception yeah. and it was a late night gig but I just was literally like thinking the whole way through like how can I leave I've got to be there because I know like it's not that he can't do the job without me but I just know like there's a comfort for him being there and seeing me and I'm sure he got there and he's like where's Prash where's Prash and he didn't know I wouldn't be there and you know it's awkward but I can't also I can't be there all the time and yeah it's work so you know one of the things that we what we mentioned in the other recording was about and it really sort of um it's it's I can't get it out of my head is okay. when you were talking about how you really think that the future of kind of just this the only nights is is ending you think mm -hmm. we're coming to the end of that yeah in terms of like uh, from what it was for the numbers I just really see diminishing returns on the numbers mm. um live scenes still I think like the live scene can thrive and I, I think the concerts can do great numbers but I think as a club scene I just don't see the the volume anywhere close to where it used to be and I've looked at the whole of the UK including ourselves and I think everyone's numbers are down that they're still busy like I mean we still do 800 to a thousand or thousand two hundred for Desi specifically for Desi beats for Punjabi Bhangra music but uh, Bollywood is just way bigger in terms of the numbers, in terms of even the number of students that are coming here and studying Indian, Pakistani, otherwise, they all love Bollywood music, right? So they all want to attend an event like that, whereas Desi Punjabi is quite specific, it's quite narrow, the num the productivity coming out for that type of music has gone down a lot, the number of artists producing that kind of music has gone down a lot, the quality level has gone down a lot, so, you know, those things are going are gonna to diminish the numbers as a result. Yeah, because I've kind of seen a lot of those artists now all of a sudden are starting to do tours. And, I, and, and you know, when I see some of the tours that they're putting on, I'm like, who's genuinely going to go out? I'm worried to see, like, some of the venues that they're going to put out or the amount of venues that they've got done. What, yeah. you know, what's your opinion on that? So I just, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just speaking to uh, Sonny earlier, who obviously you know that uh, works with me very closely. And we're uh, we're... Pretty much there, we're, we're speaking to a, an artist of great repute, a bit older, that sort of like Gurdasman level artist in terms of uh, he, how long he's been around and his reputation, etc. And he's come here prior and done Wembley Arena and places like that over the years and sold it out and done 8,000, 10,000 people. And we had a really honest conversation with him on Zoom where we were kind of saying to him, you know, Baji, like the, the scene has totally changed you've of course you've been around a long time we totally respect that but the numbers and what you used to do and the number of people out anymore is way way down we don't want to over promise you like i'm sure lots of promoters will come up to you and say yeah like we'll do five thousand ten thousand people we'll hire wembley arena and then on the day they're going to be going to pulling it down to two and a half thousand cap and giving away free tickets and it's not going to be what you expected so i'd rather uh readjust your expectations be honest with you about what we can achieve and if you feel like this is a plan that makes sense for you let's go for it and he really understood uh which is rare because you know every artist's got an ego and they believe that they're the biggest thing going but he, he was he was honest about it but not everyone's like that you know and no one wants to hear that you know last time you came to london you did wembley you know you did ten thousand people and now when you come maybe you'll only do two and a half thousand but that's the reality and i don't think there's any shame in those numbers as well if you're selling it out and you're doing five or six cities at two two and a half thousand people a pop that's really good. Like, you know, these newer singers that come over, they're coming and they're singing in a banqueting hall and 100 people turn up in Southall and, you know, they've got 10 million followers on Instagram. What, is, what does it even matter? You know, it is. You know, I actually had this genuine um, conversation with someone and I said, you could argue that Bubblicious did, mm -hmm. has had one of the most successful tours in the last two years. I agree. Impact, 
numbers, engagement, which is, you know, the new thing now. Uh, yeah, incredible, man. Incredible. And there's a p appetite still to see him. It's, it's just unlike anything I've ever seen. And I know he's got new music coming and it's going to be incredible. But yeah, man, like I've, I've just not seen anything like it. And you know what? Like I said, uh, which obviously, you know, we, we can say again, his fandom, the way that people appreciate him, the way that people love him is just different. It's just different gravy. It's only a handful of people that can generate that sort of love. Like, man, I saw like, you know, we did a meet and greet in um, uh, Mr. Singh's Pizza in Hansworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them, brilliant people. And, uh, and man, people like families coming, right? And they've got like five, six, seven kids between all the cousins or brothers or whatever. And kids printing out Gaddi Red Challenger and wearing their like custom T-shirts. And, you know, kids coming and singing the entire song in front of him. And things, you know, just... Things like grannies wanting to take photos of them and aunties and uncles and young kids and old people and mums and dads. And it was just, yeah, man, it's just rare. It's I rare. think he, I think he's a, a very unique situation because I think he also got the lot of love that people wanted to give to like Just Rain because he's not, you know, that whole crew. I think, I think, I think they all accumulate the same yeah. level of love, love yeah, because yeah. Just Rain isn't available. Like Babu, like for me, he was a star of those clips, like for yeah, me yeah. personally. When he like, used to do his sketch bit on his it, his bits for me were always yeah, a funny. Yeah. Like yeah. I love the tie jacket guy. I love the guy in the gym. I love the mechanic the mechanics one. Oh man, just uh, when he played like the granny or the bibi or whatever it was, like just just all just his personality shines through and like he's a very genuine guy. If they went on tour together and they were there. They would be. It'd well, be... they did do like they did do um the Christmas album tour and yeah, which like is that. which they always put out like. But what I'm saying is like, yeah. in, and in you know what? He sang a couple of the, he, he sang a couple of the Christmas songs on the club shows, and they like okay, not everyone knew them. Obviously, most like let's say seventy percent of the people are just like yeah. challenger only five times cool. But he did some of the Christmas songs, and he did the song with Just Rain as well. Um and uh Natubilla and mate it, it there were 30 percent of the crowd that are like yo like Pops. going crazy and they loved it so it, i think art is art is subjective and i just think that yeah he so he had the he, biggest talk and he also had and i said it and i put it on my insta you could you can verify mm -hmm. he had the he had one of the, possibly the biggest song yeah definitely i mean i don't i still i mean we we literally played it the other week our 16th birthday the song still pops it goes off yeah. It goes off and it's been, what, like a year plus? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe even longer if you just count the original clip. But, like, yeah. it's been such a long time. And there's songs that are coming out today, yesterday, in the last two weeks or last month that are number one in charts that within two weeks we're not even playing our club nights anymore. But that song gets requested. So do you request now, dude, from India, from here, from there. He's doing New York uh, this weekend. Um and yeah, there's uh, more to come for him, man. I can't say too much, but there's a lot more to come for him. Just going back a little bit in terms of like, you know, the amount of artists coming out and doing these tours. Is it, you know, when you're, when you're having that discussion of managing egos and then try and discuss even like ticket prices and then like, if, if an artist goes to a venue and it's empty, yeah. who do they... In your experience, and you can give examples. It's always a promoter. It's always a promoter. It's never yeah. themselves. Never. But you know who I blame? I blame the promoter as well. Are serious? Yeah, of course I do. Because you shouldn't be... You've got to know the value of the product you're buying and selling, right? So right. Me, I always... I never... You know, okay, 
we get like rail strikes and weird things like this these days or whatever. So those are little factors. Or When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like for example, it's Ramadan right now. So, you know, certain club not, Asian club nights will go down about 30% overall in numbers. But like outside of that, I blame the promoters. Always, always. I take responsibility myself. If the night is a flop, I look at it. How did our strategy go wrong? It's never the artist because I'm the one that's telling the artist to come perform at the night. So I'm booking them on the provisor that I believe that that their them combined with our product is going to work. So how can I blame them? No, I'm a bit. I'm, I'm, you've convinced me, and you're right. But I never thought I'd, I'd. I never thought that would be the answer. I'd always thought it'd be. I'd blame the artist because the uh, art. Nah. You know, listen. Uh, I can't. I don't want to name names. I can't remember some of the names. But you know, there's been a bunch of singers come from India. Uh, I remember when Brit Asia did their tour. Oh, sorry, sorry, Brit Asia, but let's talk about it. They did their tour and they bought all these singers from India. And then, you know, a couple of their events were like not even half full and the rest were cancelled or empty. And who do you blame? Do you blame the singers? I mean, they bought Himat Sandhu, I think. They bought Navan San... Himat Sandhu, Navan Sandhu, some other guy. Sandhu. Uh, I think Raf was on there for a couple of shows and a couple of other ones. And they had a combination of different people performing at the nights. And no one wanted to go. And why is that? It was down to the clubs that they picked. It was down to the time of year. It was down to not collaborating with actual established promoters. It come down to a lot of things, but the strategy was the issue with that. You know, those are big singers, right? They've got big hits, etc. If I did that lineup, bro, I'd be doing like 3,000 people in London. So whose fault is it? They actually clashed my night in London. They did the same night as our icebreaker for freshers in London. I had Ministry of Sound. And we had like 2,200 people and they cancelled mm. their event at Tiger Tiger. So, you know, I know the guys. They're cool. We're friendly. But, you know, you should know better. But I think that, you know, they blamed, you know, someone else getting involved. I don't know. But, you know, at the end of the day, the artist loses and the market loses. Because the artists that come from India that have these hopes and dreams of becoming a bigger singer, they come to the UK and they're immediately devalued. Their, their value has gone down. Their stock has gone down in the UK because they couldn't sell out a club tour. And then the market loses because anyone that does go to those gigs has a shit time and then says, you know, they never say Asia put on the night or they never say uh, Desi Beats put on the night. They say, I'm never going to a Bangra night again. That's what they say. Ah, right, I get you. So for maybe a three-month period at least, they won't go out because they've had a shit time at that night. So the market loses overall. So I always blame the promoter. Yeah, the the only no, I agree with you. I, I I'm convinced. Um, the only the the, the only reason why I was saying artists is because a lot of times if an artist has been blowing smoke up their own ass in terms of like buying Most views do, and yeah. likes and that, they must have an idea that they somewhere down the line that delusion has gone is taken over them and they've forgotten that 
it was only 10 people who would have bought this song in the first yeah, place. Hey, there's even artists that do like massive numbers on Spotify, right? Because Spotify, I think Spotify, like it, it doesn't tell you the full picture. So obviously if you're a big name artist, like an Ed Sheeran or something, it's different, it's different gravy. Yeah. But you know, there are artists that are based in America or in India uh, that have really big streaming numbers. But if they come here, you could walk past them in the street and not know who they are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They've come here and they've tried to come and do shows or whatever, um, and it hasn't popped for them because, A, the promoter hasn't marketed them correctly and pushed out who they are, and they themselves have sort of come here with some idea of their value or they're told, told by their label in India, yeah, man, you're like worth £5,000 a show or whatever it yeah. is. And they sell at that price and no one buys a ticket because people can't even afford the £20 a ticket price or whatever it is you know so. do, do you think the shelf life of of singers is getting shorter and shorter and i'm talking it from a it's kind always, of a, like a promoter one i think it's way short i think it's always short you're as good as you you know what have you done for me lately business right i think yeah there are exceptions to it's that rule. yeah but there are exceptions to that rule you know like a, a juggy or a zeus or a jazzy that they've got the catalog man so yeah, 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 yeah. of course yeah maybe an 18 year old coming up might not want to see those names because they either don't identify with their music or it's like their dad's favorite song or whatever but the new artists certainly it's true though right so the yeah. new newer artists certainly of which there aren't a lot need to be constantly putting out music and bodies of work and you know it, and you never know how that's going to land like for example let's take the last few big bodies of work release right Garan and Raf for example, Raf's one is dropped, and I think it's been received fairly well from what I can see. But he's playing for his audience only, specifically. And if it grows as a result of the music he puts out, great. If it doesn't, I think he's just happy that he's put out work that that he wants to put out. Cool. Same thing that Garen's done. Garen, you know, put two previous albums were, let's be honest, rubbish, and then this one's come out, and I think Icky's awesome, and. I initially like listened to it and I was like, mm, I'm not really sure. And then you listen to it a couple of more times and the songs are hitting, man. 52 bars, brilliant. Yeah, not nah, brilliant. Like, mate, and they're slowly picking up steam. And you can, I genuinely do believe, man, in bodies of work and albums. Like Dilji like, has set that in that precedent. Like his last few albums, they come out, you have the same reaction. You're like, mm, like for the old Dilji. And then one month later, you're listening to half you're the singing it. playlist and you know all the songs. Yeah. I think that there's it takes a lot more effort and a lot more risks and a lot more collaborative process but i think that that's the way it needs to go back to man because these guys that are just chucking out singles they, they they're there they're there on instagram for five minutes or on reels and then people have moved it's on care they're not invested so yeah yeah I, i'm definitely becoming less tolerable in in the, um um in, into into the, into my music selections, like I, I I don't give people some of the credit. Like if when when they when I've got it, I've used it more disposable. And I've even started to do that. And like you know, you were we were talking about content. Like mm-hmm. someone puts something out, and you just move on. And I, I find that even with like our shared passion with like Man United, right? Like I'm like subscribed to loads of different podcasts, and it's Man United, and like. I'm making decisions based on the thumbnail that I'm reading. I don't even listen to the. I don't even listen to the conversation. It, it yeah, could. Yeah. It could give me the cure for for anything, right? Yeah. I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, oh. Is, like it's funny you say that. I literally was. I noticed. I think earlier yesterday, before yesterday, like I'm one of those 
I'll have something on the background kind of people. Yes. Yeah. So I find something like, you know, you waste some time. You're like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Don't watch this. You put it on and then it's like five minutes in. You're like, oh, I haven't listened to any of this so far. <laughs> it's already like half the thing's gone. I literally, I do that all the time now. I don't know. It's it's definitely something you do though. We consume content, man. I, I don't know. It's you know, just... I had a detail, you know, something um, Lily Singh did this. Okay. I think just before she kind of came out uh, uh, before, which where she went and... Um, did this detox and I think the amount of the daily content stuff that she was um doing it kind of overwhelmed her so she had to take she took a digital detox right I think she was also um going through some of her own personal stuff at the same time coincidentally or maybe it's part of the same thing and then what I noticed was the more content that I was consuming I was doing exactly the same thing where I was getting too much information and I was starting to get FOMO. So like now it's all about the, like the, the Qatar uh, um, takeover. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like oil money. Clued. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and then, and then today um, we're, we're making some food and the headline came up. Now the premier League's releasing new criteria for new takeover pe- people. Of course they are. All of, all of a sudden, I'm like, like well, why do they do it now? It's only because of United, they're doing this. And I'm, I'm lo- and like, I've only read like a tweet and it's ruined the next three hours of my day, you know, to the point where I've come back. Um, I was playing football, come back. First thing I check is like, is there anything, what's happened? How does it affect us? But the way that I'm starting to become addicted to information, yeah, not necessarily content, is like, I'm... I need to kind of self-check that, man. So the first thing I, I I felt the same way. So the first thing I've done is I've switched off notifications on a lot of apps, which is, you know, that's the first thing in itself. Yeah. So switching off, uh, muting Instagram, muting Twitter and uh, BBC News even, man. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm a very, like I read the news every morning, every afternoon, every night, always on the app. So I just mute those things because uh, it distracts. And when I know I've got like a three hour, four hour project or something to get through now, I mute all those things because it's just so, it's so easy to just as soon as you open your phone within a, two minutes you find deep you're deep scrolling into apps opening videos is that you go down a rabbit hole and before you know it like half an hour an hour is wasted mm. um, and to be productive I think that's the first thing you need to do man I always believe in putting my phone to a side you know uh, I often you know people say to me oh I've been calling for like half an hour an hour I'm like oh my phone was on the other side of the room like it's just muted and notifications are off because i need to focus and yeah it's it's very hard man it's very hard I, i've um starting to invest in quite uh, quite a lot about sleep okay and, uh, yeah, I've I mean, not... talked about it right yeah 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 and um so i've got two apps which are smashing it for me one is sleep plus plus these are free apps and the other one is rise i think it's called okay and uh, what it does is rise actually looks at your window it analyzes your sleep yeah and then it says you got a window of about this hour to get your melatonin level at the at the optimum kind of peak. Right. And then it'll predict to you, it'll tell you based on all your data. So I've got Apple Watch, which is sending all my stuff. Um, that your two your peaks, your two peaks in the morning is at this time, and then mm. you peak at uh in the evening, and then it set it tells you when to kind of go to sleep. The second app and the second at the sleep one actually looks at your variable heart rates. It looks at your length of time, your REM sleep, your quality of sleep, your deep sleep. And then it tells you kind of like a readiness score. So it says that. This is just too much, man. It's just too much. It's wicked, man. I'm obsessed with it. Too deeply into it, you know. 
I've gone into what's, what's like I said, I think we had this call. I can still say the same exact advice to you. What's causing anxiety that's not allowing you to sleep? What's causing you stress? You have to look at those factors. Because it's got to be, it's always something. You know what it is. You maybe you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to bring it to the surface, but there are, and it's natural to have those things, right? Like for me, I'm 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 a warrior, I'm an anxious kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. If something throws me off, like you said, you know, you read the Qatari thing. I mean, it's not mine's not sports related. Mine is always like family or work, always one of the two, right? Yeah. And it just takes one of those things to 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 go slightly left or not to the expectation that I had for me yeah. to be completely thrown off guard. And I can see that in those sleeping patterns that when I'm restless or, you know, for example, I'll suddenly start going out more or maybe I'll uh, suddenly, you know, want to go drinking two days in a row or have some, go see my yeah. friends, go to a bar or, and I've noticed and I've had to curb those things because drink fucks up your sleep, stress and anxiety, of course, messes up your sleep. And those things are the things you have to master before anything else. Like for me, I know you're not like a, a sessioner like that in any more, in any sense compared to how we were when we were younger, but like those coping mechanisms don't help. Right. So for me, it's tackling the problem head on. What's causing me anxiety? What's going wrong? Speaking to someone about it. And if then at that point it's not resolved, then maybe it's something else. But I always feel like it's usually generally circle around those things. You know, it's anxiety, it's stress um, of things going on in your life. So, yeah, man, forget all these watches, how many watches or apps you got. And, you know, even, you know, a lot of my friends that take melatonin or they take rescue remedy or edibles or they smoke. Uh, spliffs or whatever it is to calm the anxiety but uh, you know for me all those things just add to your anxiety because you become dependent on them I'm oh, just like you know it's, it's like right, since, right? yeah since we've last spoken I've just realised I put the wrong hoodie on this has got a printing problem on it can you see it's like, it looks like a big doll stain anyway I can, it out, I can see it yeah I can see um, if, I, if I don't put it out then somebody will Um, I just realised going to bed earlier yeah Going to bed earlier is really, really helped me and stuff. Like, and and because if I'm going to bed, I'm not getting the 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 remember remember crackberry. Remember they school when you used to have a blackberry, and every time the red light used to come on, they used to call it crackberry. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm just or whatever. Yeah, I've just kind of put it in like it shuts my my phone goes into do not disturb. So I did take yeah, on I, some of your advice. Yeah, I I definitely I, I I've I've as someone in the events industry, apart from freshers, pretty much I don't go to now maybe 50 or 60 percent a minimum of my events maybe even 70 now i just don't go to them anymore like i'll, I'll be out once a week max if needed uh, you know maybe twice but if that those are my only times where i'm out late night now i and uh, even including social because i need the sleep i've got my i'm getting old now like my body i can see when i don't have that seven eight hour slog i feel sluggish i don't feel right uh, and my body doesn't feel rested so yeah, it's super important, man. Getting getting sleep early, a lot of water in the diet. Those kind of basic basic things are, mm. are everything. Uh, just what we did, uh, I did uh, mention about. It. What's your views on the takeover? Is there anyone who you want in particular? I want a Qatari money, baby. Let's go. Listen, no owner is free of sin in the Premier League anymore. Let's be honest, and they're only going to take over everywhere else anyway it's inevitable it is inevitable so who are we to say no we people are just hating because we're the biggest club you know end of the yeah. year we're fourth or fifth or sixth in the league we're still the biggest club when we even show signs of revival we're top three news items of every newspaper in the land in every other land we're the biggest story so yeah, yeah. people are just hating because of that but yeah man I, I this jim ratcliffe guy he don't look like you know british billionaire always makes me think 
you know, got jack shit money available. I think let's just go the Qatari route. They will spend billions. Hopefully they'll be a little smarter, but I feel like they'll at least invest in the stadium. And yeah, I, you know, I'm not. I just want it at least in the product looks a bit decent. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you know we're we're reliant on our brand, and I think that like if you've been to Old Trafford recently, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, if I'm you going... go to like Tottenham, go to Tottenham Stadium and then go to Old Trafford. Like Tottenham Stadium is crazy. Like the facility is incredible. Even uh, Arsenal Emirates, man, is yeah, 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 quality. And United Old Trafford is falling apart, man. Like it is just. I'm taking I'm taking Josh to to the Everton game. And, okay. Uh, and I took him to the Southampton game where he, he saw Ronaldo. Right, right, right. Um, that was the best. Uh, funny, funny story on that one. It, it, that was the bit. So on the Friday was Juts in the Hood yeah. video shoot, and Josh was there, and he met Jazzy. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh, he's buzzing." And then goes to sleep, pick him up midday kickoff Southampton, and I'm not joking about. We were only. Uh, thanks to Icon the Sports, we were basically about thirty feet from him, wow. and he could see Ronaldo bang like right in front of him, and uh, he was buzzing. Then on the Sunday, so th- so that's Friday, Jazzy, already on Saturday, already great. Sunday, he's like, I don't need to go to school now. He goes because I'm fa- I've met these famous people. He goes, I'm done. So he's like, yeah, because of dad, huh? Yeah, wow. Well, I was I was secretly chuffed as well, but uh, next week I think he's hopefully he wants to see like Sancho and Rashford. So okay, as long as going, huh? Did you? Yeah. So um, yeah, good segue into UFC. Well done. Um, he's got a new he's got a grey belt now. So I think the motivation, especially for younger kids, is is the consistency of of keep keep going. So it has been it has been harder. But. The U. Uh, when we when um when we spoke last, you said you weren't going to UFC London, and then what did I see on Instagram? <laughs> but my man was live and direct in the O2 Arena. I was like, "What this guy? Look at this! Look at look, look, hang on. Let me see if I can get this right. I'm right. I'm right next to Dana. Wow. Right. I'm not talking." I'm not talking in um like the shit seats. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about seats. I'm talking about like this quality. I'm getting them off on, which is strictly unprofessional. Um, but I just want to say, like, look, I was looking at the price. Before, so, oh wow, okay, Tom Holland, yeah, Tom Holland. Um, that's the walkway where the fighters come out from, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, did you this... get a hookup, or did you uh, have to dig into the bank of a uh, bandwagon for that one? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I've got to thank my brother. Know, man. I want to know because I was looking. I was up until the day of the event. I was looking and I was thinking, oh, is it worth so, it? Should I yeah, do it? So if you if you look closely, look, there's there's Leon just there now, and then like I'm able to. I'm grabbing these guys, man. I'm gra- as they're going through, like Ronnie O'Sullivan, some uh, from June, you know the film, Game yeah. of Thrones, a uh, couple of footballers, all these people, right? So what happened was this is what happened. Stars were out that night, like even the Hollywood ones flew in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jared Leto and really famous people. So we, what happened was, I had three computers ready, yeah, to try and get to try and get O2 seats. One had fifteen thousand people in front of me, thirty thousand, forty thousand, and it went. It was happening. I wanted to get the same experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna happen. Yeah, wasn't gonna happen. And then my brother 
um, a few weeks later, basically says, listen, man, I've got to connect to get a couple of tickets. Do you want to go? And I said, how much in it? And he told me the price. And he goes, these are floor seats in it. And they're going for like, they're going for like three and a half grand. And uh, he goes, but I could get, the guy owes me a favour. Give like for like 500, 500 quid each. So I turned around and I said, yeah. so I said, I was like, yeah. nah, can't do it. Can't do it. That's a lot. Can't do it. And then, um, then he, so that we had two seats. Then he goes, I've got another two seats and I could get, get these one. At, 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 um, the more expensive, which were ended up being the seats that we take. So I said, no, no way. Can't afford them. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I turned 40, my cousin had surprised me and basically said, I'm going to take you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the footage, the G-Wagon is his car. So he goes... Yeah, man, you were rolling in style. Was, I, was I, was what, I was wondering what you were getting sponsored for that. He lit it, mate. I was killing it. So I was like... I was like <laughs> it was one of the most longest journeys around because we left from 10 to 3 yeah. uh, to 10 past 7. I got. I managed to park up. Um, yeah, yeah. Because so it was a bit of a weird to itself, and getting parking is. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a little bit of a a weird one to be honest, and I, it's a bit of a sad note. But like, one of my boys, uh, he passed away. The we found out in the on the morning, and so Camby, who runs Fearless, he yeah. he's part of um Leon yeah, Edwards' yeah, camp, yeah. and uh, he he trains him in wrestling, so. And he's agreed to come on the podcast now. So awesome. I've got him, yeah. And um, I, I had to call him in the morning because I said we were going to try and meet before before the fight and stuff like that. And uh, um, we didn't get a chance. And so as Leon's coming out, I say to Camby, yo. And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm coming back. So the fight happens. Crazy fight. Um, I mean, Brilliant. we watched. We while we were there, it sounded like the the whole crowd was like coaching him in terms of what to do when to I kick. I can imagine, yeah, 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 yeah. So even then, we kind of, I kind of scored it in that uh, while being there about four one to Leon. Wow. Um, the only one was that obviously he got the point taken away from him in the third, yeah. and I think it might have been three two to Leon either way. Yeah, um, yeah. But we were convinced in that entire. And then on the way out, as it, the footage I'm showing you, as Camaro and um, Leon going cams there, so he grabs me and then. We we have a, a like a quick ten second chat and then yeah, um, sure, I mean, take got, take a picture. On, so on. I ring him again in the morning. I said because we got to go and pay our respects to our, our, our mates. Yeah. And he goes, look, man. He goes, uh, I rang you about eleven. He goes, I haven't been asleep. <laughs> so this is like I've I've come back, slept, <laughs> blah blah blah, and then um, but that whole experience is like of him telling me what he got like what the camp was like and what he was doing was like it was it was crazy but i even up until the couple of days before i weren't going to go yeah. and then it was just it just happened and it was it was amazing it was good it's good because i've i've done years ago I went. I was went to the went to MGM. I told you the the, the London the experience is just yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Great. It started off a little bit flat. I thought I felt, if I'm being honest, but then the last two fights, especially when Justin Gaethje, came, Gaethje's the one that went, was just an incredible fight. Man. That was just pure, wow, wow, wow. pure. Right, it was, it was right. But then, like when Colby Covington came in as well, like he wasn't too far from us, wow. and he's just standing. He stood up the whole of the. The, the fight but we were hearing rumors that connor was coming and so like so 
where we where we were standing, it was where the exit was, right? So oh, right, right. where people will come in, like some of the stars or whatever, will come come out that way, sit on the seat, and then they'll walk back that way. But the fighters would or exit that way. Right, right, right. But we didn't realize that Leon was coming in that way. So oh, wow. the entrances where every, all the entrances where fighters were coming in, that's where Kamaro, uh, where Usman came in that way. And then Leon came this way. Wow. So we were like, fine. So we, we hung about after. It was it was a good a good experience. Like there was nobody who was a hero, and and it was it was good. But what did you think of the fight? What was your? Did you think it was a fair? I fight? thought Leon won it, but it was very close. Yeah, I don't think it was a wash by any means. And uh, Kamara's like championship level fighter. I mean, you know, where does he go from it? It's hard, right? Because yeah, he's the goat that he's he is the goat of that division currently, still. Yeah, but, no, actually, no, that's a lie. GSP is. Why did I even say that? Sorry, he's number two. In, in the mean, I thought you meant active-wise. Active-wise, yes, he's the GOAT. But yeah, overall, no, he's second to, to GSB. But um, it's it's hard because his body's already battered. It's well-documented. Well his knees are shot. He looked... He looked... Problem. The biggest he still thing, looks good. But I think... Yeah, he, he, looked, really, he, looked, he looked good, but he looked like... Um, does does it look, look like he didn't have old. any strength in his legs? He looked a bit old. Yeah, he did, man. He did. And and um, Leon, he hasn't even got a lot of fights on his um, resume. If you consider, he's got about like twenty five fights or something. Yeah, he's got. It's I not think a lot. I think he's only got. A, I'd say three maximum uh, fights in him. Yeah, I think he's just. I think for him, I think he could. I think he could well justify going for another shot with Leon. So I think he'll probably have a, a tune up fight and then go back again. Uh, and but, yeah, but I can't see. I think we're we're. I think the tougher fight is going to be. Because he's even though he's saying no, uh, with Leon and um, Colby Covington, they're gonna go with that. Yeah, like I, th- I think I think I think that'll be a very difficult fight for Leon. Yeah, because Colby is oh he's... listen, Colby <laughs> no joke, relentless. Re- the, the the wrestling is on another level, and it's relentless. He if calls you, it. He calls it uh, the porn, and... porn star cardio. Bro, he is he is <laughs> incredible, man. But you know, he's the second fight in Kamara against Kamara. He didn't look like the same fighter. Yeah, true. But, like Kamara yeah. really like put it on him, you know. And I think I, even, I'd want I'd want to see. You know, he who did he beat after that? Robbie Lawler, wasn't it? No, it was Robbie, right? Someone he beat the beat the shit out of someone. But like, it wasn't. I wouldn't say someone that's a top contender. It's someone that's a. You know, it's not like a Gilbert Burns, for example. It's not someone current, you know? It's someone that's a lot... Oh, no, he had Masvidal. Yeah, he, 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 batted, he, he batted him. And he, I feel like he beat someone else. Yeah, let me find But out. he had, like, two fights. And, yeah, I just think, like... I don't know, man. He uh, fought... i to get his record up. But, you know, Leon is the champion. Yeah, he, it was... It was... Uh, it was just Masvidal that he's fit Masvidal, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But you know, he did all right against Masvidal. But I don't think Masvidal's that great. I think yeah, I, I, I don't think he's I don't German. think he's, he's a German. Um, he's got Gilbert Burns, isn't he? Yeah, I think but Gilbert Burns is going to beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and Burns then that's him. that's the whole point. I think I would have uh... Burns's wrestling and jiu-jitsu is nuts. And yeah, he, so he, some and he's yeah, got call, a granite call. chin on him. Like he'll keep going. He's so durable. Yeah, so he had Kamzat, bro. Look what he did to Cal. He fought Kamzat, mate. He just he got licked so many times. He just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. He's an so animal. Covington had 
Rafael de, de Sanjos, then he fought Robbie Lawler, then he fought the first Usman fight. Right, he right, right. Batted, he batted Tyron Woodley, then he had the second Usman fight, and then he batted um, uh, your game. Um, sorry, yeah, Masvidal. but yeah, look, Masvidal got knocked out by Usman too. So what does that mean? So the, I think the, the the perfect scenario for me would have been Leon fighting Masvidal, yeah, and then going to uh, Colby. Yeah, but also it's like a dollars thing, right? Like Colby sells money. I think Masvidal had lost has lost the match against. If Masvidal had beaten Covington, I think he would have gone straight in again. I don't him. think. I don't think the other thing is. I don't think Dana likes that the belts in the UK. It's not good for pay per view. It's not good for anything else. Yeah, and I and I think um, even though from the image wise he's trying to play up, say yeah, the UK is all this. I think he he knows what's best for business. If we're yeah, of course he's an American champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wants to uh, wants to keep. Yeah. Uh, keep it out of here. That's why I think it's he's a Leon, though, man. I fingers crossed for him because he's lovely oh, to have yeah. a champion. It's awesome, uh, especially someone he's still, still young. He's in his prime. You know, he's. So I think Col- Colby's he's fine because he, he he's got that next career moving to WWE because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're going to make a play on it as well. So you know, you know what I mean. They, you can see the future in a lot of these guys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a winnable fight, though. It's a tough fight, but I think Leon, you know, if there's ever a time to fight Covington, it's after he's been knocked out by... If there's ever a time to fight anyone, it's after they've been knocked out by someone. They've had their soul taken, you know, never... No fighter looks the same after that. No fighter. You need to do what... You know, like, watch parties. You know, like, the like the promotion... They already kind of... They already kind of happen. They already kind of happen. But, bro, the timing, though, man, it's like four fights. It's horrible. I even just with, with me and my our friends that watch it, it's like it's a struggle for us to stay up and do it. You know, we're old now, man. Saturday night, three three a.m., four, five, six o'clock in the morning, whole Sunday written off. I just what I do these days now is most of the time is I just sleep. I switch my phones off. Wake up in the morning, get the laptop out, stream yeah. it immediately, watch the whole thing without any any spoilers. Do you ever do you ever see yourself going into promotion into not like outside of music into other other things? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all about you know business. So if it makes business sense, why not? Um, I'm trying to diversify out. Like I said, I think in the the last podcast, that unfortunately, uh, rest in peace now. But um, I did say that I was diversifying into other um, mm. South Asian music genres and other genres in general. So we are expanding that base and the style of events we do. But I think I want to conquer this space confidently a bit more. Uh, including going international we're doing like i said holland uh, we're doing a few other countries and freshers and i think once those things are established and we have one more freshers under our belt i'm going to start you're going to see some different moves from me so because uh, we'll have the time to do it the team will be established so yeah. what about this live are you, are you thinking about that yet? yeah 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 we're going to be uh we're going to be doing one in um birmingham this summer mm-hmm. most, likely, most likely most likely because I've had a, a very, very strong push to come to Birmingham in summer this year. So let's see. Let's see if the lineup makes sense. And you know who's hosting that. You get yeah. me. Come that. on, son. No <laughs> oh, you know who wants to host it? Anyway, that's another conversation. Is that for good? I said, you know who wants to host it? But that's another conversation for another day. Ah. Anywho. Yes, we, we, there's certain things that we kind of keep under wraps for political reasons, 
and just make it more kind of more, yeah, yeah make it more smoother. Right, that's all I can say. Okay, I think I think we're all right here for this jump off, man. I really enjoyed this one, man. And a nice chat, mate. Nice catching up. I'll catch up with you soon, but uh, really appreciate it. So, um, any any last plugs that you want to give? No, nah, no plugs, man. Stay blessed. All right, all the best. All right, man. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.